today. Special guest here. Uh, John, appreciate the time to do this. Of course. Well, let's kind of start with your childhood, your upbringing. What was school like? What are your parents like? Kind of who were you as a kid? Okay. I'll get right into it, man. I was, uh, I've always been off bounce off the wall. So my father is very, very, um, extroverted, very talkative person. And my mom is not, I have two older brothers and they both kind of more resonate with my mom. I more resonate with my dad. I was always talking to everybody as a kid and I was always like a young hustler. So I played baseball growing up, something that I did for 13 years and every year to raise money for my baseball um, like expenses, I would go sell coupon books. So like here I am as a seven-year-old kid, like walking up to people in the parking lot of Kroger. Do they have Kroger where you're at? No, 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 but I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, approaching people, cold approaching people trying to, trying to sell coupon books. And I remember I would kill it. Like I, I would sell out faster than anybody else. There was one time I would sell like eight at a time and oh. just ridiculous stuff. So that's when I kind of learned that I enjoyed selling and that I enjoyed talking to people. And uh, then when I got into school, I tuned out of school at about fourth grade. Like that sounds so bad, but I remember very vividly how, how um, unengaged in school I was. It was, just was never a fun thing for me. I was more worried about everybody else around me than I really was what was in the book. And so in 10th grade, I'd been going to school for a couple of years in Hendersonville, Tennessee, and uh, I had horrible grades, horrible, horrible behavior. There's a system called the demerit, um, which is like when you get, you know, called down like for talking or for cheating on a test or whatever. And um, three demerits or three tardies equal to demerit. And I got 15 or 20 uh, demerits just off tardies in the semester. So like I just never went to class, like always skipping class, always in trouble when I was in class. And then I got let go from that. Then I transitioned over into homeschooling, and around that time, everybody I went to school with always had cool sneakers, and my parents would never just like buy me sneakers. It was always like, okay, if you want something, you work for it. That's how it goes in this house. Yeah. So that taught me a lot of lessons, obviously, but I said, okay. And they also told me that in 10th grade that if I didn't get a job, I got kicked out of the house. So, and I was like 16. So <laughs> that was another deal. Uh, and I've never said that before because I love my parents to death and, and that might make them sound like tyrannical. So I never said that, but that's what happened. And um, they were like, you're going to work. So I got a job at a grocery store and I was working for like 25 cents above minimum wage. And I was like stocking shelves, cashiering, all this. And I was homeschooled, bro. I was going to school eight hours a week. So I was working 40 hours a week. So like people talk about working full time and hustling. Like I, I've, I've done that. Yeah. Uh, and so I was doing that and I took all that money and I would always go buy sneakers. And then I realized, you know what? I can buy sneakers, clothing, Supreme, all this cool stuff. And I can resell it and make more money than I could in four weeks of me working my job. So I quickly figured out this was a cool little deal. So I started doing that and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed e-commerce and I, I enjoyed kind of growing my, my sneaker business on social media. I enjoyed making money and I learned how to write invoices. And I, I learned so many different things through that, that eventually failed because I was stupid with my money. I was like a 17 year old that was making good money. And I was just like, yeah, you know what, yeah. let's do whatever and go be dumb. But so that happened. And then when I was a senior or, okay, let me, there's a couple shifts that I don't talk about a whole ton that, that really did um, change my life. So after that happened, I got a job opportunity with uh, one of my now mentors, uh, Paul Gostello in Kansas City, Missouri. He owns a 
e-commerce business. He's been doing like e-commerce and closeouts and wholesaling for uh, a super long time. And uh, I went out there in the summer and I worked with him and lived with him um, for like four months out of the year, which was awesome. And um, learning from him, getting mentored by him and, uh, you know, working for his company changed my life and my mindset 100%. But what happened before that, when I was homeschooled, I took the Dave Ramsey uh, financial peace uh, curriculum. I don't know if you're familiar with Dave from Franklin here where I live. But um, he's big. He's huge in the South. He's like a freaking icon. But uh, we took, I took that, and I was like, man, I was really interested in what we were doing. It's the only thing in school that I've ever done that I really excelled at. That and public speaking was the only two things that I ever did well. And I was like, man, like I might have something here. Maybe I have something that I can grab onto and run with. So those are two big shifts that happened for me. Senior year when I went back home, I launched my digital marketing company, and then in August of 2018 – Right after I graduated high school, I turned 19 in July. The next month, I started the podcast. And then, um, you know, now we're here. Yeah. No, I mean, done a lot in a short amount of time. There's no doubt. I've tried, man. I've tried. Yeah. yeah. My mentor my mentor always says that, uh, like, he, he always jokes around with me. He's like, dude, you know you've done more in a year than most people have their whole lives. And I was like, well, I'm, that means a lot to me. But uh, I've been very – I've definitely been very fortunate. I'm, I'm very blessed. Sure. But I mean, there's also, I mean, there's a working point that goes into that as well. Right. So it wasn't easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So your parents are either them entrepreneurs or are they kind of more like traditional nine to five? Neither of them are entrepreneurs. Um, my dad grew up in a trailer park, uh, got a 13 on his ACT and he's done pretty well in the corporate world, but neither of them are entrepreneurs. Okay. So I'm always interested to see all that upbringing. Like some people have parents that went down a certain path and it's influenced them and other people, you know, it's the complete opposite. So yeah. My dad's a sales guy. Okay. Not a lot of people know that. And, um, so that's just something that I've learned a lot from him. It's about like sales, but, um, never anything entrepreneurial. He's never owned or operated any businesses. But I remember one time actually very vividly, he told me that he had an opportunity when he was around 20 years old and he was always a hustler cause he got married at 20 and he sure. was always hustling, just trying to make money to survive. And uh, he had an opportunity to buy into a car wash for five grand with another guy. And he was going to run the whole thing. And he told me, he was like, man, like he's, you know, he's 60 years old. And he looked at me and he was like, man, I wish I would have done that. So right. that made me have a big shift in my mindset. Like, okay, this is the route that I need to go. You know, my parents have been able to create a life for themselves. I wasn't, eat, I'm not eating out of, tra- I was never eating out of trash cans, but there was definitely more to life. And I was always, pu- I was never pushed to be an entrepreneur. I was always pushed to be a baseball player. That was the, their, their kind of goal for me. That's what they always wanted me to be. But uh, that's, I'm probably not going to be hitting third for the, for the Cardinals anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah, I went with the whole entrepreneur route. But, no, neither of my parents are entrepreneurs. Okay, interesting. Um, and then as far as, so, like, sneakers. So, actually, I was talking to, there's a couple that are local here, but they're six-figure sneaker resellers. Yeah. Were you buying new or are you taking, like, both? Warning. Okay, so you're doing both? Yeah, I was doing everything. Anything I could make money on, I was doing it. And then, like, Dude, it was fun, man. Like, so I would go to these little shops in Nashville and one of them actually got shut down because they got like robbed at gunpoint. But I was in like, I was going to the hood and reselling sneakers. It was fun. I remember one time it was like one of the first times I'd ever done it. I walked in to this uh, little place in downtown Nashville and I sold like two pairs of shoes and I walked out with like two grand and all fives and tens. So it was funny, <laughs> like, funny stuff like that that would happen. I was like 17. I was just like, you know what? 
I'm leaving this place. This looks really sketchy. I just walked out with two grand, but I mean, I sold some sneakers. I made some money and I actually made that connection through social media. So that was one of the, and I've never talked about that either. You're opening my mindset and make me talk about stuff. I don't normally talk about, but that opened my eyes a lot. Excuse me. That experience of like making that connection through social media. That was one of the first times I'd ever made money through social media. And I was like, man, this is cool. I can leverage this. Sure. So was that like Instagram, Facebook, or like, were you using like Facebook marketplace or like, how were you, how you that? Instagram DM? I had heard about this company and I was like in the small area I lived in, I was like the, it was me and another kid. We were like the guys for sneakers. Like we, you know, if you needed any shoes, we could get them for you. And, um, I, I had a couple pairs that I was sitting on that I was trying to get, cause it's the game of fast. Like you don't want to hold a pair for five weeks. Like if I can hold a if I can get a pair for the next day and make three, 400 bucks, I'm going to do it. That's how I always was. I was never the guy that wanted to sit on them because I wanted to keep putting money into my business. And I saw this uh, company in, in downtown Nashville, a sneaker shop, little small one. And they were like, we buy it. We do buyouts. Excuse me. And I had one pair that I was really trying to get rid of that nobody wanted to buy. And then I had two other pairs. It was a pair of Yeezys and a, shoot, a pair of Jordan 11s. And I DM'd them and I was like, Hey, I want to, I have some shoes I'm trying to get rid of. And they're like, yeah, bring them by, whatever. We'll make sure they're real. And then walked out with two grand and all fives and tens. So that was the first time I'd ever made money through social media. I was like 17. Yeah. I had just social media to post pictures of myself and DM girls. So right. I never, you know, it was never really a thing that I was like, oh, this is a money making opportunity. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, I mean, as I was saying, like I'm 27 and like, just even like a little bit of separation. Like I remember like having like a brick Motorola phone. And I was like one of the first kids, like I shared it with my sister, if I'm being honest, like I was like 13 and it was like, yo, like, and then the razor came out and like just all these like slow progressions, but seeing what like people leverage it for now, I mean, I was a kid in high school, like, yeah, I was buying, you know, Air Maxes and I was buying dogs, but like in a shirt to match that color, like exactly. I was that kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's just funny cause I had like, like consumer mindset and it took a while to shift out of that. So Props for you for seeing that route a lot younger. Ty Lopez has this story that I really like, and uh, this is a really cool story. He was at a bar one time, and you know he grew up in like the country, and he started making money. and He and he was at a bar, and he paid eighteen dollars for a drink for something stupid, and um, he was like, "Man, I'm on the wrong side of this." And that's when his mindset kind of shifted from like being a consumer to being a creator. And when people have that that shift, it's a life changing experience. So. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's what I was saying. Like Amazon was for me, right? I mean, they had hundred thousand square feet, millions in overhead. And it's like, I can take a few grand and go launch a business. Like that's ridiculous. Exactly. So, yeah. So what, um, with your digital agency, I mean, what is like your focus? How did, what made you want to start that? Okay. So this is funny. My mentor that I told you about his brother is a DJ and I started running his account just for fun. Yeah. It, uh, I would always go with him to his gigs I would every weekend I'd go and help him out and make a little bit of extra money and uh, like help him set up all his DJ equipment. And I was like, dude, let's get you more gigs. I'll help run your social media. And it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. And then when I came back senior year of high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to um, you know, start my own agency. How do you go about acquiring people in your local area? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And actually I have a really big client that I've really been focused on a whole ton. I don't know if you've been seeing me, but I've kind of put my agency on hold for a little while. And I'm now the uh, director of marketing for this health and wellness company that I really believe in. And so for the next 
couple months. I've really put my agency, I'm not taking any more new clients right now. I'm just kind of on hold. Yeah. That. Well, so, I mean, even like, so like, like we've talked about, but for people listening, if someone yeah. wanted to go out and start one today, I mean, how, how would you go about prospecting? How do you go about approaching them? What 100%. I tell people, I tell everybody, go with the relationships that you've already built and harvested. So like people start a business and this is the same structure that people use in network marketing. And I know that people have different, you know, concerns and problems with network marketing, but it works for them. So this is what you do. Start with your immediate family and friends, any yep. place they, maybe you have a restaurant that you eat at every Thursday and you know, it's locally owned. Go talk to them, go talk to your dentist, go talk to your doctor that you're already spending money with. Cause they're going to have more of an obligation to talk to you. So that's what I would start with. Uh, I'm obviously not a tax or legal professional, but until you get rolling and you get clients, you don't really need to file your LLC. If you're making 10 grand a month, you know, obviously you need to, you need to be all legal, but you're legal and financial taken care of. But that's the, the starting strategy that I would go with and just learn as much as you can. Don't just learn Facebook ads. Don't just learn Google ads. Learn how to do literally everything within that and you can start a really successful agency. Absolutely. I would agree. So for you, I mean, how do you learn? What's, what's the best way for you to learn? Are you a reader? Do you like to consume video? Do you like to like listen to podcasts? What, what is your approach? Uh, I'm, I'm not a very smart individual. I don't think so. I learn every possible way you can learn, man. I read books. I mean, like I finished a book yesterday in like a day. I re, I watch audio. I listen to podcasts like in, and I like to switch it up. So I don't like to do all of the same thing. So sometimes I'll do audio books. Sometimes I'll read. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes and like YouTube, it's funny. Cause it's got no point. Like I'm, so, I love so much what I love what I do so much that my downtime is now consumed by like Grant Cardone sales videos on YouTube. Like it's yeah. just, fun to me now. it's like turn on a movie. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch this interview or whatever. So, um, yeah, I learned every single way there is to learn. That's, I do it. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think that's, that's true. And it's kind of situational, but it is interesting. Like when you hit a certain point, your mindset, like that's, you want to go hone your skills. You want to get better at your craft. I think that's what you want to go do. It's not like, you know, I feel like when I was your age, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go play Call of Duty and you know, just hang out for a while. I wasn't, you know, focused yeah. on anything else. Which is fun, man. Like, but, and I think a lot of people may be thrown off when I say that, but I really do love business. Like I can tell you all, a lot of people on the Forbes list, I can tell you all the Fortune 500 companies. Like I am truly interested. Like the other day I read something on, uh, and we own a pretty big niche page, me and my buddy Andrew, it's called Successful Founders, but we follow a lot of the big pages like business mentorship and, uh, millionaire mentor and all those guys. And I, I read this thing that said Jeff Bezos invested a hundred million into Airbnb. And like, I thought about that all day. Like that, that got me excited. I was like, man, that's so cool. I, and I couldn't tell you why most people probably think that's weird, but stuff like that just really interests me. So sure. So what, what inspired you to want to start your podcast? Wow. That's a good question. That's what a lot of people ask me. So a culmination of different things. I really liked Casey Adams podcast. I really like Andy Frisella's podcast. This book right here, crushing it by Gary V chapter 14. He talks about starting a podcast. And, uh, I also received, it's a great book, man. It's, it really is. I all, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I also received a lot of really good information from my first mentor, PJ. And I realized that not everybody is, is necessarily capable or, uh, 
financially in the position to just go grab a mentor. So I wanted to start something where everybody could learn and, and get on that level playing field. So there would lit, and that's the, that's where the title was derived from. There's literally no excuses. Like now you can't be like, Oh, I don't have a mentor. I just took a dude who's making eight figures at 23 years old and picked his brain for an hour and a half. Like, yeah, no, Dan is awesome. And I, like I said, I followed a lot of your stuff. So, I mean, that's the thing too, is that, I mean, you kicked this thing off from what August mm-hmm. and you've had some huge people on it, yeah. you know, obviously and have built it to a top 100 and it had some huge, yeah. in it. And, I mean, it's awesome. And, and the thing that I like too, is, I mean, as of right now, right. Zero ads. Yeah. Nothing. And just running it, you know, and just giving yeah. it out and just, so and then I guess how's my my other question is how do you go about like cultivating? Are you just DMing people? Are you networking again, like kind of a combination? Or I want to I want to say one thing. Okay, so my like I told you, my dad's a sales guy. This is funny. My dad gets pissed that I don't run ads. Like he'll listen to him and he'll call me and be like, "Why is there no ads on this?" And I'm like, yeah. "Dad, like I've told you before, and I've never told anybody that either." I'm like, "Dad, I've told you before, like I don't want to run ads." He's like, "Dude, you could be making so much money running ads on this thing." And I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it." If time comes, I might, but right now, no. Um, yeah, but every connection has been made through DM, and there's something within the, the world of influencers or whatever. I, I use that term loosely because I, sure. I mean, I don't really, I don't think having a bunch of followers on Instagram makes you influential, but you know, no. everybody's different. So I, there's something that I like to call the circle of influence. This is how I like to break it down. This is one of my theories that once you break into this circle of influence, everybody's connected in some way. So if you go look at all the people that I've interviewed, they're all connected in some way. Uh, Either they know each other, they've done a deal together, they own a company together, or they follow each other. Even the smallest thing, they follow each other on Instagram. So once I break into that and and interviewed Ricky, I was able to break into everybody. Like Ricky went to, like, it is literally, it's the biggest domino effect in the world. It went from Ricky to Austin Zayback, to Tanner J. Fox, and to more and more people. And it just like, then I interviewed, um, let's see here, Caleb Maddox. Then I interviewed Casey Adams and then interviewed Jaden Gross, who's friends with Dan Silva and Josh King Madrid, who knows all of them. And yeah. it's it just like a domino effect. So once you break into that circle of influence and uh, you're able to cultivate relationships with influential people in the space, I mean, you're, you're pretty well able to do whatever you want but the hardest part is getting started absolutely and well and i think that's the thing too i mean going back to like how you learn and just things like that i mean so mindset i think is a huge component and I, I it seems like you would agree with that right just having correct vision of even just the abilities and possibilities you don't have to necessarily know where you want to go directly but just there's a bunch of opportunities and then once you have that mindset you can go and actually take action on it you can't just like sit and watch youtube videos and read books i feel like so many people do that and it's like paralysis by analysis right yeah um and i think that's partially why like you know, there's some people out there that are selling courses and things like that, that, you know, I'm not going to get into details of who I think some are solid, some are not. But I mean, a lot of the things I feel like they feed into that mechanism of, oh, if I have this next course, well, if I have this, I have this, like I can get to this next level. And I don't think that's actually like how that works. I agree. I, I um, if I could do it all over again, I would invest in a like mindset course before yeah. I would invest in anything like Brody Kern. And, and not to plug, this is because I, I have no affiliation with this. And I'm just a, a member of his, his group. It's called Wake Up Wealthy. And basically, he does mind, body, spirit business. And yep. he runs us through, like, everything that's taken him to a seven-figure entrepreneur. And I, it's like, that, to me, is better than any material or course that I've ever taken. I've taken tons, bro. Like, if we look back at the last year, I spent five, like, five, like probably ten or 15000 on on personal development. And um, 
looking back, Brody's wake up wealthy is the best thing I've ever invested in because it, it helps prepare your mindset. Absolutely. Like my mentor always says, like if your mindset was was right, you'd already be a millionaire. That's one of my favorite things that he says. And it's so true because so many people have limitations and um everybody, I don't care who you are, everybody puts limitations on themselves. It, it just depends how big or how small. So once you can ditch that self-limiting belief and and you can really realize that you're truly great and we were put here to, to be great, you can do anything that you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that. I like that quote a lot, actually. So, sweet. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, too, from like an early age, too, I, I still feel like with, uh, you know, I still feel for me, especially my generation, like college was expected. And I think it's like slowly becoming more and more apparent that that's not your only option. Um it sounds like from you for a young age, like you weren't worried about the social norm. You just walk up to people and be like, yo, I have a coupon book and like, or, Hey, I have sneakers or whatever. And you just didn't have that, you know, this barrier. And I think that's a limitation that people put on themselves, right? People just see what their friends are doing. Like they try to go start this business and their friends and family and whoever else they don't understand. And they feel like they're on this little Island. And like, that's the coolest part of the thing about social media is that you can connect with so many people and go to those conversations and go, you know, DM people to ask them for an interview or, you know, mentorship or whatever podcast you you can't reach them directly i think you can learn a lot through i mean let's say grant cardone or like a lot of these other people anyway 100 percent. and you know i think that i've never really been too worried about what people thought about me because like i asked caleb maddox and i didn't ask this personally i asked it for everybody that that was listening i said how do you deal with hate and he's like hate's only going to bother you if you truly believe it about yourself and there's something that god has blessed me with i've always been incredibly self-confident like even when I had nothing and I was a loser, I was always very, very confident and it, it helped me a, a whole ton. And so when you really believe that you're great, you don't really care what anybody else has to say about you. Like if I call one of my most ripped buddies right now who shredded, I mean like 4% body fat. And I was like, dude, you're fat. That wouldn't offend him because he knows it's not true. So right. that's the thing. Like if, if you're getting concerned about what people have to say about you, it, it says more about you than it says about them because, you know, when you realize that you're great and, and you love yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. So that's something that's really helped me a lot. And, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, from a mindset perspective and just kind of even talking about, you know, your body was that 4% body fat. Um, do you work out? Like, do you find a correlation like between more physical and mental? You have to, yeah. um, you have to. And when I first got into the game, I didn't, I'm still not like very, I'm, I'm a Christian. I've always been, I've been raised as a Christian. I'm not very spiritual in terms of like the meditation and, and the, you know, law of attraction and the aligning your chakras. That's never really been my thing, but I've started to believe in the whole, like, you know, spiritual and body side of it more. So I've been working out a lot more and trying to be healthy and I'm drinking a sugar-free Red Bull. So it's at least a little bit, <laughs> but, um, you know, just stuff like just small things. And I do want to get on a, a set meal plan. And I think that when you are in good physical shape, you have a lot more confidence. Your, your testosterone is going to be higher as males and it helps us in business a whole lot. And, you know, it talks about that and think and grow rich. That's something that I really uh, firmly believe in. And, um, just things like that. I think that, but yeah, I do work out. I think it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this as far as, you know, I know it's only been a short amount of time, but you've accomplished so much. I mean, what is the biggest mistake you've made so far? Man, I think just do not believing in myself. I mean, I wouldn't say not believing in myself, but putting limitations on myself because I've always believed in myself. I've always known that I was great. But I would say that, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know what? That's too big. 
you can't do that. You can't reach out to that person or you can't make that connection or you can't go out and close that deal. That's probably been the one thing that I regret the most, but um, I've been very fortunate to have some great mentors that I've learned a lot from their failures. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast with Pedro's Coolian today in the car and he was talking about now that he's really successful and he's been incredibly successful. He has like, 20 mentors that are watching him from above, you know, watching him navigate the field of business. So I, I feel like I'll, I've been fortunate just from my networking capabilities to, to be in that spot. But I'd say, you know, putting limitations on myself is my biggest regret. Fair enough. So then to contrast that, what are you most excited about? Whew, man, that's a great, a lot of stuff, dude. I, I mean, every day I wake up and I got, I got something new on the plate. And now that, I'm starting to see a little bit more success. I got somebody wanting to do something at all times. Like if I don't know, man, if, I told somebody the other day, my buddy, Josh, I told him, I was like, if we had 80 people on staff that we could just say, here's a new opportunity. We need you to go work on it. I was like, I'd be a billionaire already. Cause there's so many people that hit me up and have a wonderful idea or want to do a new project. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about new things every day, but definitely the work that we have with this health and wellness company. I think that it's uh it's one of the things and all of the things, but to the biggest extent of I'm working on something that's bigger than myself. Sure. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, for me, let's think going back to content, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a book for people listening, what are your top three? That's a great question, man. Um, I'll be honest. I listen to my podcast to review it, but it's not something that I listen to a lot. Uh, I don't want, I don't, it's kind of like the rule of don't watch the same movie twice because it's a waste of time. And the people that I interview are all amazing, amazing people, but I've done the interview and I've reviewed the podcast. So I don't listen to the ones I've done again. Um, favorite podcast is probably, it, it changes every day. So I'm going to like MFCEO is a big one. Ed Milet's a big one. Um, I, I've kind of, since I do interviews now, I've strayed away from the interviews, just to be sure. honest. I don't listen to as many interviews now. Um, I would say my my favorite, one of my favorite books is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's amazing for, for entrepreneurs, but it's also good for people that just want to achieve financial freedom. I, uh, I have this thing that I strongly believe and I'll take with me to the grave. I think that everybody wants financial freedom. I know that maybe not everybody wants to be a millionaire or, or own a, a big business, I know for a fact that's not the case, but I know that everybody deep down wants to wake up and never have to go to work again. Right. Uh, so that's why I like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, well, they want that autonomy, right? It's time. 100%. I mean, time is your biggest asset. And um, in terms of YouTube, Uncle G, I like watching Uncle G. So I gave you a podcast, a book, and, a, and YouTube. Uncle Grant Cardone, I love his stuff on YouTube. No, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's solid. I mean, if there's anything else you want to add by all means, but you know, I don't want to tie it for too much longer either. So I'm just going to tell all the people, man, uh, an excuse is an alteration of reality. So take action on your goals. Don't, don't, uh, don't let self-limiting belief build up. And when you know you need to do something, take action on it because your fear is going to build up over time. It's the same concept of you see a girl that you think is pretty. If you sit there and think about going to talk to her, Every second that you wait, the odds go down of you actually going and approaching her. So, or I somebody else is going to first. Somebody else is going to first. Get it before you. So, I think that you, you know, take action on your goals. If you know you need to do something, just go do it. Absolutely. So, 
if it's cool with you, I'll throw in your Instagram handle on your podcast in the bottom of the show notes and, you know, have people reach out to you that way. But, uh, do appreciate you taking the time and hopping on here. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. All right. Cool.